0: With Richard Holdridge. And welcome back to the show. You are listening to the Beat with Richard Holdridge. And I am your host, Richard Holdridge. And on the show today, he's back for another guest spot on the show back by popular demand as we had a very successful show a couple of weeks ago during the break as we broke down the bowl games. Unfortunately, there were several bowl games that got canceled due to COVID. Welcome back to the show, former play-by-play announcer for the Freed Hardman University Athletics, Rob Frazier. It's great to have you back on the show.
1: Hey, thank you so much for having me. Uh, It's a cold, blustery day here uh
0: in west virginia getting ready for some snow country roads baby (laughs) so you're up in west virginia i'm down here in columbus georgia no snow yet but although the weather changed a little bit it went from 80 degrees one day back to 30 gotta love the weather here in the south
1: (laughs) absolutely and it's starting to affect uh travel and possibly some sports games in the future we'll see how that
0: goes All right, so that is what we are going to talk about. Of course, I'm local here to Columbus. We did have the Columbus State Cougars and Lady Cougars. They fell to Flagler University in the Peach Belt Conference. But the first game I want to talk about, Rob, of course we are going to break down the national championship. we got NFL Week 18 as we get ready for the NFL playoffs. But one thing you mentioned as we were going over our pregame notes – is the return of Kyrie Irving back in a Brooklyn Nets uniform. Now he's only going to play the road games because he is not vaccinated because of state health and safety protocols for the state of New York. Rob, are you excited about Kyrie Irving coming back to Brooklyn? And is Brooklyn now the favorites in the East? He certainly
1: um, is uh, a unique player. Um You know, my my personal belief, uh, since this is a commentary and opinion show, is um, he has taken a stand for his personal beliefs. And his team and the NBA has found a way for him to still play, obviously because he's so good. Um, He did affect the game. Um, So, obviously, if he plays, their win totals will increase. Um, But I I think uh, the East is really strong this year. Um, I, I think they'll do really well, but I don't see them coming out of the East as as the uh, champions. Uh, we're, we're really excited this year about um, uh, these younger teams coming up and doing well. Uh, you know, Philadelphia is doing well this year. Uh, the Bulls are the – man, they're the story of the East this year, how well they're doing. Uh, so it'll be very interesting – The best storyline from that same game, actually, last night, if you can, that's like out of the believe it or not category, Lance Stevenson. So let's, let's,
0: uh, let's uh, dish a little bit on that. As many know, Lance Stevenson was one of the top defenders in the league around 2013, 2014. He's famously known for blowing in LeBron's ear. I just can't get that picture out of my head. (laughs) <laughs> but he did he did sign a 10 day contract with the Atlanta Hawks. I thought he was gonna do well for the Hawks. The Hawks released him. It was kind of an emergency signing because of all the players that the Atlanta Hawks had out due to protocol for COVID. And now he signs with his old team, the Indiana Pacers. And that's a good story to hear that Lance Stevenson is back in the league. It's funny you mentioned Lance Stevenson, Rob, because another player I can think of, ISO Joe. Back in the league at age 40, he's given another opportunity. I don't know if you saw him in the Big Three competition, but Joe Johnson, who was one of the top players for the Atlanta Hawks back in the league as well.
1: Oh, wow, yeah, absolutely. So that, that uh, again, is all related to who's available, who's not available, um, the way that the uh, player contracts are structured with the league. you got a lot of guys coming up and down from the G League But the story with Lance Stevenson in the Believe It or Not category is he came off the bench and went eight of nine on his shooting and scored 20 points in one quarter. And I was like, wow. And that's just a great story right there. And he said no no Indiana Pacer has even done that. And you think about Indiana Pacers in the past, especially Reggie Miller, all the great shooters they've had. And here he comes you know, jokingly out of the, you know, the rec league or whatever he was in to keep in shape
0: and he scores 20 points off the bench. Wow. What a story. Yes, absolutely. I really am excited for the NBA season. Uh, We don't really talk NBA a whole lot here in the South. Everybody's minds are on this national championship game, especially I live in Columbus, Georgia. It's a battleground for Auburn, Alabama, Georgia, But now, once again, we have Georgia and Alabama in the national championship. I know, Rob, you're from West Virginia. You grew up in Memphis. You don't really have a dog in a fight, no pun intended. But do you have a a prediction for the national championship game coming up Monday?
1: Listening to your show, Richard, I believe um, we've had this game in the past. Am I correct in terms of the playoffs?
0: This has been the rematch of the 2018 National Championship that was actually held in Atlanta when Alabama beat Georgia 26-23 to in overtime.
1: All right. So you got that storyline there that, that this has happened before in addition to uh, them playing every year and their history even this past year. So there's a, a lot of storylines, obviously a lot of buildup. What I really like here is that stat about how Nick Saban seems to do against his former coaches. Um, it's unbelievable. Um, also for me, and I know you may have mentioned this in your previous episodes, Nick Saban uh, is a native of West Virginia, just right up the road from me, probably 90 miles from here where, where he uh, started. And so uh, West Virginians, uh, they, they very much uh, are big fans of him uh, because he – he often comes back here and and does speeches and things like that. So, so I'm going to, I'm going to go with him on this game. Uh, I think, I think in that setting, uh, he, he just finds a way to win. Um, how, how can you, can you doubt him? But I've heard your previous episodes, uh, when you had some Alabama fans on, uh, and, and they were picking Georgia as well, but, uh, Uh, My heart and my pick's going to stay with Alabama.
0: And as a Georgia fan, I want Georgia to get their first national championship since 1980. I really look back at what Kirby Smart has done when he's taken over the program since 2016. Two appearances in the national championship game, one SEC title. He won the SEC East three straight years. And oddly enough, Georgia has gone to a New Year's Six bowl game. Pretty much five of the six seasons that Kirby Smart has been the coach. What a success that Kirby Smart has done. I really don't take anything on this game. I'll be disappointed if Georgia loses, but I am proud of the fact that Kirby Smart gets a top five recruiting class every year and Georgia is competing for a national championship. This is something that Georgia has not had with Mark Rick. This is something they did not have with Jim Donnan, and this is definitely something they didn't have with Ray Goff. So Georgia fans are lucky that they get to experience Georgia in the spotlight, in the national spotlight. A lot of people were picking Michigan to beat Georgia in the Orange Bowl because Michigan has that national flavor up in the north, and Georgia took it to them and proved that they are one of the best teams in college football, if not the best team in college football. Stetson Bennett has got to play the game of his life. If he does not make any mistakes, he threw two interceptions in that game against Alabama in the SEC Championship, I think Georgia wins. But the demons of not holding on to the lead, the demons of 20-7, to 28-14, are in the back of the mind of Kirby Smart, even though players for Georgia are stating that they're just going to go out and play. I think Georgia wins, but it might be close. But I would not be shocked if Alabama wins and Nick Saban passes Bear Bryant for seven national championships with the University of Alabama, eight total as he won one with LSU in 2003. Rob, I cannot say enough about this game. I'm excited.
1: This indeed is a a DVR kind of game, and uh, it's got all the buildup and all the hype. I like a lot of the things you said. Here's my uh, final take on the national championship game. It's definitely, to me, a DVR kind of game because you, you really don't know what's going to happen in this game. But I will say this. If Alabama jumps ahead and takes that, that lead uh, in the first half and Georgia has to come from behind, that's the recipe for Alabama. If Georgia stays with them, you know, or if Georgia jumps ahead – you know, Alabama doesn't do so well coming from behind either because they're not used to it. So to me, if a team jumps ahead by 10 points or 14 points, um, that's going to be the big factor
0: in, in that game for sure. All right. Now you are from Memphis. And of course, uh, you're a, are you a Tennessee Titans fan? I, uh,
1: I do like the Tennessee Titans. Um, I do like them. Uh, I'd say they're kind of in my second uh, favorite category i'm a, I'm a big Tom Brady guy uh, to me he's the, oh, the greatest yes. he, he's the um, greatest quarter greatest quarterback of all time. greatest quarterback of all time, but also uh, Richard uh, he's really coming out as one of the greatest teammates of all time. Um, yeah. how he uh, how he's talking about Antonio Brown right now in the wake of that terrible situation. Um, you know, and so, so I'm a Brady guy, you know, all those years with the Patriots and now with the Buccaneers, I'm a big Gronkowski guy. I love that guy. Um, but yeah, I, I love what the Titans are doing. Uh, I love that their, their style of play, uh, Vrabel, um, you know, just kind of the way he coaches. So, uh, yeah, Derek, Derek Henry, uh, you know, been activated and, uh, I don't think he'll play this weekend. I mean, why would he, but, uh, when the playoffs come, if he's available, Um, it's going to be on for sure.
0: One thing I like about the extra week in the NFL, we have got high drama in the National Football League. If the Titans beat the Texans, they will get the number one seed regardless of what happens to the Kansas City Chiefs and the Denver Broncos. So this is what it's looking like. The Titans will more likely get the number one seed and they will get that first round bye. Great for Derrick Henry coming off the IR. He has that extra week of rest. The Chiefs, which has been the favorite by a lot of experts to make it back to their third straight Super Bowl, would get the number two seed. And then the Cincinnati Bengals, this story is amazing. They've come out of nowhere with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase possibly getting Offensive Rookie of the Year. What a great story by the Cincinnati Bengals to win the AFC North. They're currently in the number three seed. I believe they beat the Cleveland Browns. They will have the number three seed. Rob, are you impressed? with the AFC in the playoffs so far, and who is your favorite to represent the Super Bowl coming out of the AFC? AFC
1: AFC-wise, I think if Tennessee gets that number one seed, I'm going to put my heart behind them, picking them, because, again, I like what they do. They're good already. Um, I think Kansas City's done well, but um, they very much are relying on that home field advantage. Uh, You mentioned Cincinnati. Cincinnati. I'd like to see Cincinnati beat somebody in the playoffs because I believe they're the team that when they get in the playoffs can't seem to win a game, you know, all those years when they had Marvin Lewis as their coach. Um, So, yeah, I'm excited for that. But if Derrick Henry comes back and Tennessee gets the number one seed, uh, I'm going to, you know, go with them and kind of hope they make it. But lurking in the background, right, is New England, right? If New England
0: makes the playoffs, you never know what old Bill will do. And uh, don't sleep on Buffalo. Uh, Josh Allen, he's starting to get that running game going with Devin Singletary. They have a pretty good team, although he threw three picks against the Atlanta Falcons. But it's going to be exciting. The NFL playoffs will start next week, and I cannot wait. We're going to go ahead and talk about the NFC now, Rob, because the Green Bay Packers have clinched home field advantage throughout the playoffs in the NFC. But that number two seed is up for grabs. Right now, it's being held by the Los Angeles Rams and the San Francisco 49ers are fighting for their playoff lives. They have to beat the Rams to get into the playoffs and hope that if they beat the Rams, they're in. But if they lose to the Rams, if the New Orleans Saints beats the Atlanta Falcons, the 49ers are eliminated from the playoffs. Rob, right now, I am the biggest Falcons fan on the planet.
1: Wow, it's come down to that. Yeah, so a lot of pressure on the 49ers. They've got to win their game and somebody else has to lose. And, yeah, I um, – and then I personally hope that the Niners beat the Rams to, you know, boost up uh, the Bucks there to that second seed with everything they're dealing with. Um, so, yeah, I'm with you. Let's go uh, 49ers this weekend. I like the drama, you know, because the NFL added that extra game, I believe, to this season. I like the drama in the NFC going down there to the to the last weekend. That that's good stuff. And then Aaron Rodgers, what a season he's had once again, uh, and he's loving it. All the doubters, all the haters out there, he just shook it off. Continues to play football with whoever you put out there for me, and uh, I'm happy for him. And um, they have a home field advantage at Lambeau, the frozen tundra, and uh, there will be fans in attendance. Right? I mean, fans in attendance. Um, was a big X factor, uh, you know, last year in the playoffs. There weren't as many fans. Um, so how could you, how could you go against Rodgers, you know? And, uh, and he really, really wants to get back to that Super Bowl. So, um, but you, uh, you got Brady in there again. And uh, if he gets his players back, so a lot of good storylines in the NFC, uh, even in this
0: last week of the regular season. So, Rob, who do you have coming out of the NFC? And what is going to be your Super Bowl pick?
1: Um, You know, uh, that's a good question. Here's how I see the playoffs going. There will be some upsets. There always are, and that's what makes it interesting and intriguing. As it shakes out, if Tennessee gets the number one seed, I see them making it to the Super Bowl unless uh, Vrabel has to go up against one of these nemesis coaches that he can't seem to beat because, you know, the playoffs is really all about coaching matchups, I think a lot especially when games are close you know you're down in the last couple of minutes in the NFC if Green Bay gets the home field throughout the playoffs to me hopefully it'll shake out to where it's Brady going into to uh, to Green Bay again for the championship game it's kind of a toss-up then but Aaron Rodgers he is on a absolute war path this year to get back to that Super Bowl so uh right now just I know it's chalk but You know, Tennessee,
0: Green Bay, if they lock up those number one seeds. Okay. And you know how rare it is to have both number one seeds represent the Super Bowl. But I'm telling you, Rob, State Farm right now is begging for an Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes Super Bowl. They've asked for this for the last two seasons, and either one of them couldn't deliver. Aaron Rodgers has made it to the NFC Championship game the last two seasons. So it doesn't look really good for that. I want to see Tennessee in the Super Bowl. I, I was a first-year student at Freed Harbin when Tennessee represented the Super Bowl in Atlanta in the year 2000 when they were one yard away from tying it. I know a lot of people think that they were one yard away to, of winning it. The score was 23-16. to 16. Nobody was doing two-point conversions back then. Kevin Dyson, who oddly enough was selected above Randy Moss, and he was also the hero in the Music City Miracle. I would love to see them back in the Super Bowl, especially since they were off to that hot start when they became the Titans. And they had players like Eddie George and Frank Wycheck and the late Steve McNair. They had such a great team. I love the fact that the Titans are consistent and Mike Vrabel has got them in the playoffs. They were in the playoffs last year, the year before. They played the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. It's early, but I'm actually going to say that it's going to be the Titans and the Rams. And I know that's a dark horse pick. I just think that all this talent that the Rams have accumulated, plus they're getting Cam Akers back, could be the deciding factor because they're all in. They sold the farm to win now. And I think the Rams make it to the Super Bowl. What do you think about that?
1: They very well could. Uh, That's not a bad pick, wondering about the Rams and if they'll make it that far. Uh, McVay. So if I remember right, Sean McVay has made it to the Super Bowl before as a coach. Is that correct,
0: Richard? Yes, he made it there with Jared Goff, that famous Super Bowl in 2019, where the Patriots beat the Rams in Atlanta. I did not go to that game, or I did not go to any of the Super Bowl festivities that week because Atlanta was crazy. <laughs> All right, so if he's made it there before, he can he
1: can make it back again. He uh what I like about him too is if a game's close, he's willing to roll the dice and uh, I love his energy and uh just don't love him this weekend. I hope the 49ers uh like I said they can find a way to beat him for for your sake and just for the
0: sake of the playoff uh rankings. Well, that is a great pick, Rob. Um so we talked about the NFL playoffs and Definitely, once the playoff seedings are set, we'll definitely have another show where we do a playoff preview. But, Rob, I want to switch gears because in the past couple of weeks, we've lost two iconic NFL icons in this league. The, the passing of John Madden, that hit me hard. I don't know if he had an impact on your life. I don't know if you were a video game guy growing up. But also here locally in Atlanta, losing Dan Reeves, we don't really talk about them that much. He led the Atlanta Falcons to the Super Bowl in 1998 with that 14-2 and record with the Dirty Birds, and he surely will be missed. But I want to start with John Madden because we're both broadcasters, and John Madden had a huge impact on my life. I remember watching him as a kid on the Fox broadcast with Pat Summerall, and in my opinion, he was the greatest color commentator of all time. What are your thoughts on John Madden? In terms of football,
1: you're uh, you're not going to get any disagreements there. Uh, the one thing that he did really well was uh, explain the game uh, to people in a way that made it watchable and enjoyable. Uh, he also had a lot of famous catchphrases that he came up with. Um, he also introduced uh, laughter, in my opinion, to the broadcast. At the time that he came in, broadcasting. Uh, football games was just kind of a matter of fact uh, kind of thing, and he uh, he brought humor into it. Um, he brought uh, liveliness um, and personality, and uh, he really uh, literally changed the game. Uh, his video game series still being played today, um, but also just the type of man and the type of coach that he was, um, and his legacy. Now you talk the same thing you can say about Dan Reeves. Dan Reeves a very humble. Uh, man of faith uh, wonderful legacy for him as well Um, and um, it's just yeah it's just uh, sad to see them pass away so soon but um, you know just uh, just from a personal perspective on this broadcast uh, as you and I are also men of faith uh, we've all got to be ready for that day brother
0: absolutely and as we start the new year it's 2022 Rob I wish you a happy new year I hope that everything is going well in your life as we start this sports calendar over. And I'm looking forward to having you back on the show. You've been a great guest.
1: Anytime. And uh, thank you so much. And we uh, really hope that uh, more people will start uh, listening to the sports beat. uh, As I close out this broadcast, you know, just a, a funny story. Um, I hope people will remember your name, uh, unlike I did uh, one time when we were doing a baseball game. I'll never forget that. I came back from a break, and I said, "We're back uh, live here to, for the baseball game or whatever." I said with my partner uh, Richard Lockridge. <laughs> <laughs> that,
0: I do remember that we we called a baseball game in Memphis. Yeah, and my car <laughs> broke down. Funny story. Him. Yes,
1: and I had to call the station manager to come get us, you know, 90 miles from, from uh, home at that time. And and uh, good times, brother, good times. So remember his name, the sports beat with
0: Richard Holdridge. Absolutely. Rob, it's been a pleasure, and, uh, I, yeah, we definitely got to do this again. Thank you for having me on anytime. All right, that was Rob Frazier, the former play-by-play announcer for Freed Harbin Athletics, and he's living in West Virginia, and – Just still loving sports to this day. That's all the time I have on the show. I just want to thank all my listeners that downloaded my podcast. Don't forget, I'm also on Twitter and Instagram. Stay tuned for tomorrow's show, and I hope that everybody has a great day. Bye, everybody. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe.
1: You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast,